On this episode of The Stage, we are honoring Jamel Brown, 2023 NFHS Citation Award winner for Speech and Debate. For those of you who remember that listened, Jamel was a guest on our show a few months ago, but we invited her back on to talk more about her education background, how it feels to win an NFHS Citation Award, and more today. Jamel is a high school speech and debate coach at Sumner Academy of Arts and Science in Kansas City, Kansas, teaching and inspiring students for so many years. She was also given the 2022 NFHS Speech, Debate, and Theater Outstanding Educator Award for Section 5 and has led speech and debate teams to a number of Kansas State championships, along with holding so many leadership roles within the education world. So get ready to listen and learn from one of the brightest minds in speech and debate today. And before we get into it today, make sure to subscribe to our show and share it with someone that you think would benefit from it. It means more to us than you know. But for now, let's get into it today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Stage, the official performing arts podcast of the NFHS. I'm your host, Ken Burke, coming to you live from the 2023 NFHS Summer Meeting in Seattle, Washington. In this episode, we are honoring our 2023 Performing Arts Speech and Debate Citation Award winner, Jamel Brown. Jamel, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me, Ken. I'm excited to be here this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good conversation. And first off, obviously, you've already been on this podcast pretty recently, need I add. Um, so we have all of your background already, uh, right. which is fantastic. And I encourage the listeners to go check that out. Um, but first of all, how does it feel to receive the, the NFHS Citation Award? Wow, it feels surreal. <laughs> it was a really amazing program. Everyone has been so kind. It feels really great. But I always think about all of my students and how this would not be possible without mm. them. And so I'm really appreciative and thankful for this citation award. And it's just, it's, I feel amazing. So mm. thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it was such a great presentation. When we were recording this, uh, it was, it was yesterday she was presented with the award. It was such a great uh, program, just seeing all of the citation awards uh, and everything up there. But yeah, Jamel, I would love if you just, uh, before we get, into more content specific remind the listeners of why you got into educating what what the what the lead up to that of your education background was absolutely thank you for that question <laughs> i i knew pretty young that i wanted to be an educator that i wanted to be a teacher my mom is an educator and so when I was like early elementary, I was that kid excited for the first day of school about to happen, going up to my mom's classroom and helping her get her bulletin boards set up. And so I, I always knew that I wanted to become a teacher. I found out exactly what I wanted to teach once I was in high school mm. and got involved myself with theater, debate, and forensics and fell in love and said, this is my calling. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so it, it just brings me joy every single day to see my students get it. So mm. I, I, I always knew that being a teacher was, I think, my calling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I had a, um, a question after the last time we had talked. I don't think I ever asked you, what is your favorite part of teaching? Oh, that's great. My favorite part of teaching, I think, is when the light bulb goes off. Mm. For some, it goes off sooner and some a lot later. But <laughs> when a kid gets it, and yeah. it can be something as minor as, okay, they had a lot of stage fright and mm -hmm. now they feel more comfortable 
just getting in front of the classroom and giving a short three-minute speech mm. or for someone else when they have that moment that they they reached a goal that they were trying to achieve with competition but when kids get it yeah. and it can be something really minor or it could be something major that's my favorite part being able to witness that and it feels like wow I'm so proud of you I'm so thankful that like the light bulb went off or you you got that confidence that you needed I every day get to go into something new and different. And I love that about teaching. Yeah. Yeah. And you play a big role in that too, obviously mentoring and teaching these, uh, the students that you have and you tell your students that fear is not an option. I I love that quote that I found. What do you mean when you emphasize, uh, this statement and how do you tie that into your curriculum? Thank you for that question. (laughs) (laughs) Every, so kind of giving a little backstory of my my school and like the demographics of my classroom I teach at a college prep high school Mm -hmm. we're actually the number one high school in Kansas which is really exciting demographic wise my students are very diverse I have students of every background uh, majority black and brown students and a lot of my students are first generation getting ready to become first generation college students Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of students who um, their their parents or them themselves came over to the United States wow. looking for that dream. And and so that whole idea of fear is not an option. When we especially go into our competition season and have an opportunity to compete against other schools with programs or teams that don't look like our team, mm. that can be intimidating, yeah. that can be fearful. The whole notion I am not worthy or what I have to say is not as important. I try to break those barriers down because if we have that fear, we can end up living up to that fear. Yeah. And so, you know, we need to be courageous. We need to know that our message, our story is important and someone should listen to it. And so getting rid of that whole notion. And I, I try to do that day one in class with different icebreakers and getting comfortable in your own skin because public speaking is the number one fear for Americans and that's the same for high school students that doesn't Mm -hmm. change and so getting rid of that that stigma that if I get in front of someone they're not going to listen or I may have a a language barrier or a speech impediment or I have this fear of speaking in front of someone I do not know Mm. absolutely not we're going to get rid of that fear and we're going to give our our best and that looks different for everyone what that best looks like Mm. so that's why I live by that notion fear is definitely not an option yeah yeah I love that that's such a great motto to live by and for someone that may be listening that I mean they are afraid they are afraid of public speaking of getting on a stage or whatever that may be of snakes or something like that (laughs) Uh, uh, whether that be of the future or the specific thing like that what would you say to them about conquering those fears um, and and getting and persevering through that I love journaling Mm. and writing thoughts and writing ideas. And I also like, in in regards to public speaking and performance and that type of fear, because I honestly can't tell you about all the other fears, because I have a true fear of dogs. Oh, okay. And I have tried over the years to get rid of that fear, so I'm still working on that. (laughs) So I am not an expert in regards to how someone can get rid of all of their fears and phobias. But with public speaking especially, writing down what is it that I would want someone to know, Mm. either about me, about a subject matter that I feel very passionate about. If I write and capture that first in my own way, 
not something that anyone is going to ever read or that I'm ever going to read out loud, but this is what I feel about this topic or about this idea. And then when it's time to put that into action verbally, you know what? My message is more important than the messenger. Mm. I have fear. I have inhibitions. I have things that are going on in my mind stopping or I want to believe are stopping and preventing me from getting up and delivering this message. But you know what? What I wrote down is pretty important and I need that message to get communicated to the world. So I just try to really encourage students. You know what? It's natural to have fear. It's it's okay. It's a part of who we are. We all have fears and I always do share with them my fear of dogs. <laughs> and you know what? However, I have to think about the end result. If I don't say what I want to say, someone is missing out. It's that important. Mm -hmm. Someone is missing out on my message. So trying to get them to think about the story behind the words, the purpose of the message versus their own hangups, which we all naturally have, is what I really work towards. With a lot of icebreakers, a lot of get to know me's, a lot of um, self-confidence builders, a lot of things at the beginning of the school year, I work yeah. those things into my curriculum. Mm, that's that's so good. And yeah, I, I feel like, especially as, a, as an educator, if you share your fears, that really opens up uh, for students to share their fears and just be honest and be vulnerable in those specific, yes. specific ways. Uh, and, and Jamel, speech and debate is one of the only activities in high schools where the students have to think about a specific topic that, I mean, usually it's a relevant policies and issues in this world. Yes. Why is that so important for students nowadays? Oh my gosh, it's more important now, I think, than ever. Yeah. We have so many things out there. We have misinformation. We have people who put out information that may not be factual. We have a lot of opinions floating around, and we know that students love social media. They love um, watching things on different networks. They like reading things on different platforms. But being able to decipher truth mm. versus non-truths and where do I put in my own values and morals and thoughts into all of that is a very important skill. I think that's a hard skill. Jamal, something that really stuck out to me was all three Performing Arts Citation Award winners, recipients, are women. That is so oh, fantastic. I love that. Yes, 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 and yes. For the women listening to this, what's one piece of advice that you would share uh, just about perseverance and education and just their lives, really? Oh, gosh, yes. I was just telling my husband on our way back um, to the hotel room after the award ceremony, I was just telling him, you know, thank you. I really appreciate you. Over the years, I know that you have taken a lot of slack and, and done, we have three children who are now adults now but you've really filled in the gaps and he said well why wouldn't I like mm. and I said because sometimes people in society still believe that um, a woman especially should not do x y or z mm. and I know that there were things I missed out with programs for example that our kids were involved in or picking up um, this son or this or my daughter you know after a school activity and, and you picked up all of that and, and he just really he said and I love my husband so much he said I, I wasn't picking up any slack I was I was being their dad mm. and I really appreciated him saying that but you know what it people do still believe that um, a, a woman working full-time and investing in what she loves to do is not okay and mm -hmm. assume that you're going to have something else that you're going to not do as well potentially things at home and so mm -hmm. to see three women 
win those three performing arts citations was really inspiring. And I hope for our young um, female identifying students who see that, they continue to realize there is nothing that I cannot accomplish because you know what? I have this example in front of me. And especially as a woman of color, um, sometimes people assume, um, you know, especially with public speaking or with this event or this activity, that you are not fulfilling something else mm. correctly in your life, which is a really bizarre thing yeah. that people would think that. But I, I get those kinds of comments every, you know, every blue moon. But I really was was proud to see three three women yesterday, and I think that's a great example and a great testament for others to see that you know what, no matter what your goals. No matter what your career path, you can accomplish anything. Mm, absolutely, that is that's awesome. And Jamel, you have been uh, you've held many leadership roles throughout your career, which is so amazing. How crucial is it for women to hold positions for uh, of leadership within the performing arts world? Oh gosh, very, very, very necessary, very important. I think that um, we have an opportunity to tell stories, mm. and I think that's a part of performing arts, whether if it's music, theater, speech and debate, telling a story. Even in music, you're telling a story in a sense. But we can tell stories, I think, in a very creative way. Yeah. <laughs> Not that men can't, <laughs> but we also have um, different things that we can kind of look through a lens that I believe, you know, of course I'm a little biased being a female, but that's a little more broad sometimes. And being able to really allow folks to see there are multiple ways to view things in society and in the world. And so as a female, you know, I, I feel like that fear is a little less in our face because unfortunately society has told men this is the way you should view mm. things. You should not have this emotion or that emotion. That's an unfortunate you know, um, stereotype that men have been put upon. And then so as women, we, we can kind of get away from that a little bit more, even though I hope that changes for you know both genders, of course, and all genders. But being able to express and bring out different viewpoints and have that open lens and how we view the world, I think is important. And that leadership piece, again, goes back to how important mentorship is. Mm -hmm. I'm also the one of the co-chairs for the Women's Caucus for our National Speech and Debate Association. And one thing we always talk about is how do we mentor other female coaches and young people to not want to give up in this activity mm -hmm. because maybe they are the only one walking into a tab room and it's a little intimidating or, you know, why are you allowing students to do this material? And so giving that open viewpoint and being able to express ourselves and showing others behind us and coming up, you know, that this is possible. Climb that ladder as high as you <laughs> want to climb it. Yes, exactly. And if there's anything these past three years have shown us, uh, it's that we need to be reliant on each other and oh, be able to have those mentors. Has there, has there been any people that have either uh, you've mentored or have mentored you within these last three years and just helped you get through the madness that was these past three years? Oh, gosh. And madness it was. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Madness it was. And we're still, you know, filling all mm -hmm. of that madness. And yep. it, it's been tough. And, you know, yes, on both ends, I've had someone who I look up to immensely 
encourage me and provide support. And um, even if that's a text message or an email, that means a lot. And then, yes, I've had the opportunity to mentor others. And, again, I just always encourage whoever I may, even if it's an informal kind of mentorship, you know what, you can do this. And there's a bigger picture. And day by day, things happen, especially in the world of education. There's, um, unfortunately, a lot of people Mm, (laughs) anti-teachers, anti especially public education and so you know you have to look at the bigger picture you have to kind of close out some of those negative influences and look at those individual students who are sitting in your classroom every day relying on you and that's what it's all about that's what it's all about yeah absolutely Jamel this has been fantastic I had one more question for you before we get uh get out of here but now that you've won this award what's next for your career and what do you hope to accomplish next within speech and debate oh Wow. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Over the last couple of years, it's been a very slow process. I've been working on writing a book. Wow. (laughs) And so I I, I keep telling myself I need to get it done, get it done, Mm. get it done. For no other purpose is I have some amazing students. I've had some amazing, wonderful students over the years. And I feel like it's more a testament of telling their stories through my lens as their educator and the pride that I feel in so many of my students. So that's one of my major goals is to get that accomplished and get that done. Also, my daughter is going into her junior year of college and she's a future educator and I love that so much. And I always remind her, you know, you know the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure this is your decision. She's like, yes. I said like, yes, you're going into the family business. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, that mentorship looks different. You know, it's, it's my my personal child, but also she's going into the same field and teaching the same subject. And so um, just keeping her encouraged because, like I said, she gets to see it all. And um, I want her to know that being an educator is very positive, mm-hmm. even though you're going to have negative things that can try to come in. But I want to make sure to really continue to encourage her and then just to continue to love doing what I do every day and know that my purpose, it's not me. Mm. Um, Awards are amazing. Accolades. I I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But it's about those, those students that I have every single day and making sure that I am giving them my 100%. Also keeping my own self healthy and Mm. keeping priorities in line, but making sure that I, I know what my purpose is every day. Mm, that's so well said, Jamel. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you. It was thank so you. great to have you. And congratulations again on your citation award. I really awesome. appreciate that. Thank you. All right, well, for all of our listeners out there, please remember to subscribe to the show and share it with someone that you think will be impacted by what was discussed today. Sharing this episode with one teacher, coach, an administrator, or student will go a long way, not only for us, but it could go a long way for them too. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope to catch you next time on the stage.